Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome back to the Gallagher Shots YouTube channel where we have an audio special for you. Taking a step back to the dreamland of last week, that was Milan from those of us who were lucky enough to be there in person. I'm your host Joe and with me are the fantastic Daniel and Harry, legends of the channel. Lads, how are we doing? How are we feeling? Brilliant. Brilliant. Still in dreamland. Still in dreamland. Want to get away again. Want to get away. I know. Well, we'll see what happens. It, well, as we record, it has been exactly a week since uh, we were last all in Milan. So, with us all being there in person, I thought it was a good opportunity for us to share our experiences as we all had uh, different, you know, different ones um, across as we'll talk about and, you know, give advice to f- uh, fans that are going for any of the future away legs. So, I'll start by just asking you guys obviously, it's been a week now, we've had a chance to digest. Uh, how how do you feel? Overall thoughts on the week? How do you think your trip went? Um, we'll start with Dan. I loved my trip. I'd heard very mixed things from Milan as a city. I've been to Italy a few times and I love the country. I think it's an amazing place, but I had heard mixed things about Milan. It absolutely blew my expectations out of the water. And obviously having the atmosphere with about four or five 6,000 Geordies there was particularly special. And then the San Siro itself, just, I'm sure you'll agree, just absolutely did not disappoint, especially there. Cloud nine, lads, cloud nine. Absolutely, mate. Harry, we saw your incredible uh, vlog on the channel. Uh, So we we have had a bit of a taste as to how your trip was. But now that you've had a bit of time to reflect, uh, any, any other thoughts? What do you think? Still knackered. 
Still absolutely <laughs> Still not good. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I suppose you saw on that, the travelling back was 10 times worse, to be honest. But um, in terms of kind of what Dan was saying, to be honest, that was my first time going away to a, obviously Europe, to a European game. Um, expectations, I had none, really. I just wanted to enjoy myself. Um, but it blew them all out of the water if I was to have any. Um, it was unbelievable. And I think everyone was there and just having a good time. Everyone was there, obviously, for the same reason as well. Um, a few of the locals were brilliant. I know you've seen you heard mixed things, Dan, but I did too. I was cautious. I was nervous, especially after hearing about what happened on the Monday night. Um, you're kind of extra careful. But, no, it was a, a fantastic place to be. Um, and you just kept on going around in disbelief, thinking that you're only in Milan to watch Newcastle play football. Um, and it was an unbelievable place to, to watch them. Like you said, the San Siro historic stadium. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty surreal going through the plaza around the Duomo and just seeing a bunch of tune shirts around. It was, <laughs> it was really weird. I couldn't quite place it. It was like I was in some kind of fever dream. I was like, "What? Hang on, what's going on?" It was very strange, but it was great. And yeah, it was good to hear that so many fans had um, had you know overall really positive experience. So I want to start by talking about the trip there for you, lads. Obviously, you know, Harry, we know a bit about the long-winded. Yeah, long-winded flights it took for you to get there, and kudos to you for doing it. Um, the you got there on the Monday, right? Was it? Uh, I got there. I got there on the Sunday. Yeah, it was straight after the Brentford yeah. game, so I got there Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Um, and did you did you meet people straight away on the Sunday, or was it just sightseeing before before um, the Monday? No, yeah. So. I had a few people out there. I met a few friends in Dublin when I flew to Dublin because they were there having a bit of a weekend in Dublin. Um, but then they had a direct flight to Milan. So I was I was on my Todd mm. to Dusseldorf and then Milan. Um, got to Milan. Honestly, the hardest experience trying to find my hostel because just everywhere looks exactly the same. You turn a corner, here it is. Nope, not this one. Next hostel, next hostel, next hostel. Um, but yeah, I saw people on Sunday, um, but that was mainly sightseeing then went to the canal on the night, which was nowhere near what it was on the uh, on the Monday morning, Monday night. Yeah, I think we'll probably I think we'll probably go straight to this because I didn't get there until the Tuesday because of uh because of my trip and the way things worked out. But you were both there on the Monday night. So talk talk us through what the atmosphere was like, what time it started, when you got there. How was it? Um Dan, like Yeah, was, was it, it was it what you thought it would be? I was similar to I was similar to Harry. I got there Sunday night, and it was it was very eloquent, very uh, very alfresco. It goes late night diners and couples knocking around having a time. I thought I was thinking, oh, it must be the next canal. Then um, had a couple of beers, a pizza, went to sleep. Next day, I'm like, right, we're gonna go, gonna basically have a similar day that you had on your on your Tuesday, Joe, where we're gonna see the Duomo, have a wander around, all that sort of crack. Um, and it started like it, it, it started early doors. I think Harry was sending videos in the group chat anyway. Um, it, it fairly early in the afternoon. Yeah. Um, but it was it was on my way back from the Duomo and uh, we'd visited like a church and a few other things. I'd saw a couple of the lads that I went to school with and that I played football with just sat there. So they were at the actually, actually at the other canal. Went to see them, said hello, thought, right, we'd best go out, get ready. So went back, got ready, had a pizza. And then by the time we got out, and it was it was early doors this still, this is like six o'clock maybe, 
it was just utter carnage. There was just <laughs> thousands of limbs everywhere. People were asleep on tables already. The locals had vanished. Not a sign of romanticism left in in the vicinity at all. It was just chants of Sandro Tonali and how much he loves Spaghetti and Moretti. That's all it was. <laughs> yeah, there was an absolute uh, there was an absolute thunderstorm as well, wasn't that? Took over Milan around about that time. Yeah, we, um, <laughs> yeah. Thankfully, we, the thing was, we went to get, to get a pizza and it started lashing it down. So we just nipped into another bar. It was literally just on the canal behind. It was quite next to our Airbnb. And the lad I was with, um, Ed, was like, oh, we'll just pop in here for a drink then while we'll let it settle down. So we just had a, had a couple of Aperol spritz, you know, while you're in Milan. Um before but before we went to the place that invariably just sold nothing but lager. So we had a <laughs> couple of them, let the let the rain die down a bit, and then we went to meet everyone and everyone else uh, who were yeah, drenched. Absolutely drenched. Harry, what time did you get yeah. there? Oh I honestly couldn't tell you. Um <laughs> the whole the whole kind of weekend blurred into one, to be honest. Um, after the Sunday night, we just thought we'll, we'll head down. I think we went for some lunch and maybe got there, I want to say about one o'clock possibly. Um, and mm-hmm. it was rammed. It was absolutely rammed. Um, and then I decided at the best time possible, I was like, I want to have a little, a bit more of a look round and have a look. Um, and then as soon as I stepped out from outside of the gazebo, um, got absolutely lashed on. Um, and I was like, I need to go straight back. But the bar that we were in, Something I will just quickly touch on. It was like seven euro for four hundred milliliters of uh, lager, and it was absolutely mm-hmm. insane. So we decided, I decided to go on a little walk and go for a pint elsewhere because they just started running out. And obviously, given plastic cups because you don't want glass out on the air on the pavement. No, yeah, that I night, mean... that night, Harry, I, uh, I, I bought two drinks, bought around seven euros each, and again next to our hostel, it's about ten about 10 minutes away a bit of an awkward story really the uh i'm not entirely sure what what time it was because it was just bedlam that night yeah but that walk that i do to my hostel is unfortunately where it was right that's the walk that that guy unfortunately got attacked um Mm -hmm. i didn't see it luckily wasn't involved at all sort of got away with one but i went basically just to an offie and it was one and a half euros for a pint tinny ice cold wow so i just bought 20 of those 10 in each arm and walked down just put them by the tables and had some of them obviously if anyone was yeah. knocking around just offering them a tinny so if tip number one if you can get away with it uh in an outdoor bar and they are charging ridiculous amounts look for an off license and just wow. hide the drinks that'll be my first tip it'll save you an absolute fortune um absolutely that's what we had to do like it was it was a joke and it it sourced away i i was and videos of me on BBC News in a in a fairly bad state with Danny Graham at about two in the morning. <laughs> Enjoyed it though. It's making the most oh, of unreal. unreal. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I when I I mean I was about three hours south of Milan at the time on the Monday because I was doing an um, interrail trip and genuine complete coincidence I happened to just be in Milan uh the the days of the draw and when we actually got Milan away I was absolutely beside myself but I was watching the the uh, videos of the San Siro and the absolute carnage that was that thunderstorm and I genuinely thought it might get called off I was really worried for a bit 
But fortunately, fortunately, it passed uh, pretty quickly. We saw the likes of, you know, the lads um, uh, belly sliding down uh, on the thing. But I, I do have to ask, actually, did anyone dare swim in the canal that night? Because I did go there on the Tuesday. I did go to the canal on the Tuesday, and there were a couple of lads who... Uh, obviously had a bit of drink and got a bit brave and decided to swim in the canal, but I can't imagine there would have been too many that thought it was a good didn't idea. Didn't see any on the night. Yeah, I nah, didn't see any on the night. Right. And 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 it was raining anyway, so you didn't really have to go for a swim. It, there was that much rain, it yeah. looked like you'd been for a swim. Yeah, yeah, it would have been drier in the canal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Probably, probably. Um, right, so we'll go to the day of itself. Um, obviously, as well as we said, I think we all went to the canal at some point during the day. We didn't get the chance to meet up, but it was, I think, similar sort of vibes, wasn't it? Everyone was having a good time. Some was out. Yeah. Didn't seem to be any bother, really. I think for the most part, people were quite respectful um, and everyone was just having a good time. And we were there from about three till four. And I think it was about four o'clock is when it started to die off and people were heading to the stadium. Um, how was your how was your, uh, your trip getting there? So obviously, Dan, we... I know we were on the same train. We didn't get actually meet, but we were on the uh, same train going there. Um, and Harry, I think you went a little bit earlier, didn't you? So was it all yeah. smooth sailing getting there in the first place? Actually, I should probably probably say at this point that Harry was the only one of us three to actually be in the away end. Um, yes. Yeah, so Dan and I had to uh, go with the home fans incognito, be a little bit <laughs> yeah, undercover. Um yeah, so we didn't. So we weren't wearing. Uh, we weren't wearing shirts. Uh, weren't wearing well, colours there for obvious had reasons. A, a nice linen shirt in some, uh, you know, shorts. I was trying to blend in. I had my curly hair. I was, I was trying to blend in like I was one of the locals. Waving me so I, I, I had me had, had a black t-shirt. I had my black and white uh, shoes on. I, I thought, you know what? You had to have I'm something. Be too, had to be something. You know, had to be something. But. Um, yeah, so it was, it was an experience for, for us, obviously, because we weren't shepherded away with the rest of the Newcastle fans once we got off the Metro. Yeah. Um, because the Newcastle fans, as soon as you got off the Metro, they were taken behind, like, south, and then you got funneled around to, I think it was entrance three, whereas all of the home fans just went straight ahead. And what was really cool, and I'm really looking forward to seeing this with how they do, how they do, or hopefully do it with the stack, um, is that outside the stadium, you had loads of stalls, food, um, like obviously souvenirs and shirts and everything. And it was almost like a bit of a festival outside, wasn't it? It looked we like we didn't. It looked no, like you didn't. You were you, you were putting with the cattle. Yeah. Did you not think it looked like the Hopmans, Joe? Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking of. It was like the Hopmans. Yeah. It was it was cool though, because obviously you got like so like many options and stuff. Like if you wanted to hang about around outside the stadium, you could get like a hot dog or you can get like burgers and stuff, but like there was loads of stuff. Uh, meanwhile, I just saw the Newcastle fans go around, and I was thinking, "Oh, this is so weird." Actually, funny little story, side story. As we were walking through, I saw none other, none other than Harry himself going up the spiral staircase, giving it the biggins to the other oh, to the Milano fans. Literally, we were right behind you. You, you was—I saw you. You were going up the spiral staircase, and I saw you chanting and making a big. And I was wanted to get your attention, but I thought I don't want to get your head kicked. Yeah, I was smashing. I was smashing the fence, and I was smashing the. Fence you were, you were, and I was looking at you going. Oh, I bet you wouldn't say that in my face, you coward. <laughs> <laughs> no, I no, saw it. Was it was, I, mean, I suppose it. it was. I suppose it was different to use, though. I mean, like, because we saw that on the way out, and it was very dead. So I saw so much food. Like, I remember we were walking in, mm. 
and me and my mate were going, oh, I can smell bacon bops. I want a bacon sandwich. And then they kind of close off, they close off like this section. It literally is like cattle. Yeah. It's like, they, so the, it's almost like a like red light. So you wait yeah, yeah. and then they shut the doors and then you walk through um, and then you go up the files and yeah. you're straight in the stadium. I would recommend getting there earlier. I mean, obviously wherever we go, I just recommend having two forms of transport that you know will get the hour on time. And if you're uh, disabled, if you're not, don't do well in spaces, um, go there much earlier if you have to take a metro or a bus. Because um, our metro, I don't know what yours was like, boys, but Horrible. our metro was... Sweatbox. Yeah, ours was tough because they kept on pushing because I got off of Garibaldi. So we got off mm-hmm. of Garibaldi, went for a pint there. Um, and then when we got back to the station, there was AC Milan fans, Newcastle fans, everyone, people finishing work. You forget that. It's a, it's, yeah, a, it's well, an operating city. This is yep. what something that Joe and I wanted to talk about, and it's it's again maybe something as a maybe as a bit of a request for any away fans to any other cities is that people are at work or coming home from work or on football fans. Um, and look, if you want to sing and chant and stuff, spot on. But they were like banging up metro, like the like the metro carriages, which is just I think a bit disrespectful. If we had someone, yeah, you know from another club in the Premier League, or let, let's say the Milan fans come to us and they're on our Metro bashing the windows and the ceiling and stuff. And there's also a clear um, instruction for Newcastle fans to get off the Metro because we're going to send a separate Metro just for Newcastle fans so that the, for, for, for safety more than anything else. And when the guy was going around trying to like ask us to, to leave, most of the fans, 99% of them got off spot on, uh, much to all the Italians' delight. But there was a group of fans that were left there. Um, and as the guy was trying to explain, they were just obnoxiously singing in his face. They weren't even answering. They weren't acknowledging. They were just getting in his face and singing. And I just had such secondhand embarrassment from it. Uh, yeah. You are representing our city. Like, we are a, a one-city club, and we're very, very proud of the city. Mm-hmm. So please, just because you're absolutely tanked up, don't forget that. Obviously, just have a good aware. time. I yeah. have a good time, have a laugh, have a sing, but but just try and be respectful. Try and treat it like it's your own city or how you want people to treat your own city. Um, but uh, thankfully, the red line's a little bit, um, it's got a bit of air conditioning on, which is another reason why I decided to get off and jump on the red line. I did have to walk 10 minutes to the stadium because the line that you guys were on from Garibaldi, that M5, that was all closed off, I think, for the Newcastle fans. So I had a 10-minute walk amongst all the Milan fans to get the stadium. Where I was sheepish for a bit, but I'll be honest, a couple of them did realise, and they were very nice, the overriding theme that I received was, please look after Tonali. So they were very, very <laughs> Yeah, nice. I, I'll tell you what, it was um, jumping ahead a bit to when we were in the stadium. It was funny because obviously I had to have my, you know, I keep myself shut whilst all the Milan fans were booing the Newcastle fans as their names got read out by the oh, announcer. Yeah. But the second... Tenali got announced. Everyone was cheering. I was like, this is my time. I can actually cheer for Newcastle. <laughs> this is the one time we're all united. And <laughs> it was funny. Even, even after the game, Milan fans were singing the Tenali chant. And yeah. it, was, it was brilliant. I mean, you can't, with ex-players, you, it goes one of two ways, doesn't it? But it was good yeah. to see that he had such great reception. Um, right. So, yeah. So we'll talk about getting there at the stadium itself. I want to actually get you guys' opinion on what you thought of the stadium. Um, Harry, I want to ask uh, you from an away fan's perspective, because before the game... It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. There was talk about lack of toilets, it being a dry stadium. How did you find your experience when you were actually in there and at your seat? Um, once you've climbed up the steps, or sorry, the ramp, the stupid spirals as I call them, um, you just want water. You just want water. It was so warm. Um, it was, but I didn't queue because it was small. I think there was only two places to get any sort of refreshment and condiment, condiments, ketchup, um, but anything like that that you needed. It was only two. Um, the toilets were an interesting one because... I was expecting to need to be weaning me water bottle and leaving it by my seat. But the um there was some at the very, very top um that I don't think a lot of people clicked onto. So people were queuing kind of near where the the the, the store was, um, and then kind of waiting there. But when you went to the very top it was empty. I didn't have a problem once. I think I went to the toilet twice and never queued. Didn't not queue once. Um and they were never full either. Um so I don't know if people That's obviously good. just I mean after I mean Beforehand, uh, my mate took a shot of me weighing against the wall, um, the wee wall, um, and it was the smell coming out of the ground after was horrific. Obviously, sitting there in the heat, but everyone was just going to the toilet before going in. Uh, and there was also portaloos that people were queuing for. Uh, there was a fair amount of portaloos as well. I think they accommodated for us quite well for that thing, um, for that type of thing. Um, but no, it was it was actually fine. I mean, once you got up to your seat. It was just a case of waiting for the game. I, I didn't have any bother getting in. I mean, don't get me wrong, the checks were pretty intense. Um, they had a feel literally everywhere on your body, um, which was fair enough. Checking all the bags, uh, passport check, obviously to make sure it matched your ticket. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I did know a few people that obviously changed names um, and even the worst name changes you could ever imagine still got in. Um, so they seemed all right with that. Um, but no, it was absolutely fine. Honestly, as, a, as an away fan getting there, you kind of got shepherded around the corner um, and then just a queue waiting to get in. Uh, had no bother whatsoever. That's good. Yeah. So, Dan, uh, we, so I, well, we'll talk about where we were sat. I was literally sat four rows in front of the away fans, and I did that on purpose, to be honest. Um, so, I, I had like the closest thing to being in the away section without being in the away section. And what I found funny, so I heard it was a dry stadium and I was, a little bit like, oh, I could fancy a beer. And then as soon as we got up to the top, I just see a bar with Heineken. And I'm like, oh, great. Okay, so it must just be the away section. But not only that, obviously, they allowed you to take beer into the actual seats themselves, yeah. which is something you can't do in the UK. And at the start, I'd ask a steward, I was like, am I am I allowed? And he was like, yeah, it's fine. Um, so it's obviously a bit of a novelty. Um, but it was nice to sort of do that nonetheless. Um, I mean, how was your, you were kind of down pitch side, weren't you? You were by the dugouts, is that right? Or the opposite side? I was the opposite side of the dugouts. Um, so you guys were on my right and then their ultras were on my left. Um, yeah. So yeah, we were allowed... Basically, we got um, we got like hospitality tickets through Ed because he runs Fantasy Football Scout and so rare that weird... And, sorry, that amazing NFT game. Um, <laughs> whatever that is. Uh, they give him a couple of free tickets. It's the best game ever. Please play it. So... <laughs> I do another. I do another uh, podcast with him for the Champions League. So he's just like, "Look, you're a Newcastle fan. It's the Champions League. You, we've got to go together." 
Um, so yeah, we were, um, I'd say prawn sandwich brigade, but uh, it was king prawn sandwich brigade to be fair. They put on a cracking spread. Oh, hey. Um, but at the bottom, like when you walked out, it was all pitch side, all pitch side, you're allowed to stand there. Um, so we were like really close to the Newcastle players warming up, which was an experience. And then we sat up, so it's a bit it's like sort of the equivalent of where you'd be sat if you're in the platinum for the for St. James's right. Park. Like you're in the middle, it was like the Millburn stand ish. I mean, technically, the East Stand, because it's opposite the, the dugout, or whatever. Um, but yeah, they were serving beer in the stands for us. There was like that, like America, where they walk around, like, get your hot dogs, like that sort of guy, yeah. um, <laughs> selling hot dogs and beer. I, I uh, felt like a proper tourist in my hot dog and my beer. Yeah, yeah. It was a novelty. I was like, I'm not going to do this in the UK, so why not? Well, we just kept on, there was free beer inside, so we just kept on running in and just getting tanked up at every possible opportunity on wine, beer, whatever was there. And then, um, must have been nice. It always, I was, <laughs> you know, Harry's, Harry's was, at the top. There's a very clean toilet. Um, <laughs> to be fair, um, our toilet, our toilet, I don't know if you've ever seen, like, have you ever seen Roman toilets before where they just go out the side, out, out the side of the building and just falls under the ground? Yeah. It, well, it, it was, it was just, it was a metal toilet. It was pretty bog standard. I mean, if you pardon the pun, but <laughs> it was like, literally a hole and then it just disappears. Like, I mean, you could see literally all the way down. And it was so so weird, um, but yeah, it must have been pleasant for um, you sat in the home end, Joe, and then you sat in hospitality. Didn't deserve uh, to be there. Well, hang on, it wasn't all. It wasn't all like sunshine and rainbows because don't forget we did have to sit there and like That's we true. couldn't chant, we couldn't like cheer the team on. It was it was a very sur- it was very surreal experience. I mean, it was it was like obviously it wasn't difficult to do because you know I'm not stupid. I don't want to get my head caved in, but it you know it would have been nice to be able to. Um, Champ with the rest of that. but you know, but by sure. the by, I'm just I, I, lucky to be there in the first place. Your question though, how did you, yeah, react sure, a long staff shot? Like, did you, did you keep it, did you keep it together? Yeah, so my fiance was next to me, and I think I just gripped a hand a little bit, like, like I was just sat there, like, getting more tense, like, oh my god. I think by the end of the game, I was so tired because it was so hot, and um, and I think I spent so much mental energy, tr- like, praying that we didn't concede because we yeah. got absolutely peppered the game and so yeah. I, it was weird I, like i was just kind of pretty relatively well chilled but tense at the at that point i, I was just kind of wanting the game to end and but though when when longstaff shot when i was sat there thinking i don't know what i would have done if that had went in i'm kind of in part i'm almost grateful it didn't because i might not be here today <laughs> you're a you're a better man than i was when miggy had the ball i was screaming shoot <laughs> oh, fair. Then, uh, haven't said that though haven't said that right I'm, I'm surprised at this next bit because I did see a, a fair few Newcastle shirts in the home end yeah like, so did I I saw, at least, loads I saw loads. at least two or three around me and what? I thought A how did you get in in the first place and B you're brave and stupid probably at the same time because <laughs> yeah. it only I've... takes one or two little Raj Ultras I mean I know they were all on the, um, in the other side the but... yeah so for people that yeah. obviously haven't been there or don't quite understand what it is like their ultras it's a it's a three tier stadium um and it's it it's behind the goal and it's all of the second tier and they all wear black or they're all topless one of the two and there's a guy with drums and there's a guy on a on like a mega like a mega speaker megaphone sort of thing and they conduct their ultras into this unbelievable just storm of chanting in i think they stopped for there was a th- about 3 minutes of the game and i'm pretty confident he was just flicking through his songbook to think of yeah. what could be <laughs> next 
Um, we could not hear the Newcastle fans at all, except for that three minutes when they were quiet and after mm-hmm. the game. Beyond that, honestly, I wouldn't have known those away fans there. They were that loud. It was definitely Can I be honest? Being right in front of the away fans, and this is no disrespect to Newcastle fans because you guys were loud, but the absolute cascading noise that those ultras had around the stadium was something else. It was truly, truly a unique experience to be right opposite them and just seeing this. It was literally, as you say, conduction of just like a bunch of bald, either covered in black or topless, just all chanting, clapping to the same rhythm, to the same. It was incredible to see. And I can understand completely why teams struggle to perform in a stadium like that. Yeah. Because... Listen, we are we are fantastic fans, and I'm taking nothing away from it. We are we are brilliant, and especially in the Premier League. Um, but obviously, we don't have that level of just sheer mass coordination that those um, European say, can have. I've got to say, the ultras were fantastic. I mean, at the start of the game, the announcer shouted something oh, unreal, and, they all, and 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 then and then like they all like stood up and just hands in the air, and then just started yeah. clapping, and I was. I remember like just thinking like I'm not I've got goosebumps talking about it because it wasn't a fact of like intimidation, it was more just like wow, like that is a spectacle to behold. That yeah. was unbelievable. Yeah. And I know we're saying about the Newcastle fans, to be honest, to be honest, don't come for me. It was the worst away atmosphere I have ever been at. Um so not a lot whatsoever. And I think it was mainly down to kind of nerves because when it when we went in, chant singing, finding seats, everyone just having a good time, seeing people that they saw outside. Um, but then as soon as the game kind of the Champions League music and then the game kind of kicked in and then we started getting absolutely peppered, it turned the nerves. It absolutely turned the nerves and people weren't chanting as much. Yeah, plus people would have been hot, people would have been sobering up. Yeah, hangovers. There would have been a lot going on, but no, I felt I felt the nerves from the Newcastle fans just being straight at, like right in front of them as well. Um, obviously, you know, I was being one I myself. I had bars um, to squeeze because I was just yeah. ripping these bars it was <laughs> it, so yeah. much. Like yeah. it was unbelievable. But, Every time they came forward, I was like, "Oh, there they go again," and it was yeah. awful. But we held on for a point, and I would say that it was an absolute privilege to be. In not only just, I mean, it was a privilege to be in the San Siro, which is a monumental stadium and an absolute historical behemoth. And the Milan fans were fantastic. Uh, and I think, yes, yeah, seeing us play our first game in 20 years in the Champions League, something that will live long in the memory for sure. Um, so, yeah, I kind of want to end this by just asking you lads, we've, we've, we've kind of touched upon it, but advice for away fans going into the future games. We've got Dortmund away and PSG away at the very least. I think, I'm probably going to hazard a guess, that Dortmund away is going to be quite a nice affair. I can't imagine they're going to be much bothered with that. PSG, on the other hand, I genuinely do have concerns, especially if there is... I don't want to sound like a mother or telling anyone off, but if there's some of the similar behaviour that I saw, I do worry that some fans might end up getting themselves into trouble. So... Without trying to preach or, um, or or trying to tell anyone off, I'd just like to yeah ask you guys any advice that you think just to keep fans safe, keep them you know relatively sensible and um, and yeah, what do what do you guys think, Harry? I'll start I with you. Genuinely, I genuinely think it's exactly what we've kind of the underlining thing of this whole video is be aware, be respectful. I mean, you were sat in the um, in the home end. 
we wouldn't like it. I mean, you, you didn't celebrate. We wouldn't like it if someone was to celebrate if we were playing in the cup game against Cambridge. It, 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 it works across the board and especially for a Champions League game. And you can, you've had a taste now and obviously if you're on TV and hearing this, you have a taste how passionate those fans are. Everyone is at that at the game because they have a love for the football or the club. Um, be aware, always have people around you, have a group. If you think you can do it on your own, you can't just because it's not worth the risk. You need to have people and you always need to have two options. You need to have a way of getting there and, and another way of getting there and also back because coming back from the Metro, the Metros were cancelled, we walked. Um, and that was worrying because you go down so many alleyways. I walked for about three miles um, in a group, yes, but even still, it starts to disperse and people go different elsewhere. Just be aware, be respectful, have a good time, but just know what you're doing and drink as much as you want, as long as it's in a group and don't get a bit aggy because anything can happen on a European day and it happened to us, unfortunately, and it's happened in the past. I'd second everything you've just said. Um always be aware as well that you're representing the city and that the media are looking just for one thing to paint football fans in general, but especially us thick Geordie monkeys up here with anything that they wanna anything that they wanna write, just do not give them any fuel. I totally agree. Stay in a group as best as you can, even if it's just one other person, the strength in numbers. Yeah. Um It'd be nice at the end of the night and clean up your rubbish. That's one thing that we actually, quite a few fans did in Milan, and you could see the Italians really, really respected that at the end of the night, there was a group of fans walking around helping them clean the rubbish. I don't think you're going to need to do that in Paris so much, but in Dortmund, I think that's something that they might actually like and respect. It's normally, it's it's probably going to be for the night before, opposed to the night of the game, Uh, but the night before... is obviously going to put everyone in good stead for the following day. But I, I just repeat everything that Harry said, to be honest. Yeah. One thing I would advise, and the talk around wearing colours was uh, something that was hot on everyone's lips. I would advise, if you are wearing colours to the game, uh, as Harry said, make sure you're in a group when you go to the game. And if you're taking a small bag, just take maybe a shirt with you, uh, just a, a, another shirt with you to put in your bag and change into it the second that the game's done and you walk out the stadium because you don't want to make yourself more of a target for anyone. Let's remember, though, it's, it's going to be like... November, November, December. So, we, I mean, we had... That's true, actually, that. yeah, to be so fair. You, could have, yeah. a, a jacket jump... Probably won't be too anything. bad. So, yeah, we'll be topless, so... you mean? Is that, is that what you're saying, Harry? Because we'll be topless. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then you can't see United Crest on, your, <laughs> on yourself. Just we get are. some foundation and cover it over. <laughs> um right lads it's been a pleasure um any anything else from anyone is there any other takeaways that you'd like to just bring up or are you guys happy happy with that it was a absolutely yeah. wild one um it, it, just everything seemed time. to happen yeah. yeah uh i met amanda stavely on the way home read the nufc blogcast if you want to hear what you said but basically she adores eddie howe She's really excited for the new signings, and I tried to get it assigned to from AC Milan. That's the that, that's the nugget. Scout <laughs> down, love it, love it. Well, okay, we'll end it there, lads. Thank you so much for joining me, and I hope that you all listening uh, enjoyed it too. It's been great hearing all our experiences from um, from our time in Milan, and watch my yeah, vlog hope, and watch Harry's vlog, which is now on the channel. All right, we'll see you guys in the next one. Take care. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.
Sports Social Podcast Network.